Today on the Miniature Models Podcast, the Mats are being ousted and the Johns are taking over. We take a few moments to chat and properly get to know our newest host, John Schwartz. What keeps his train on the track and most importantly, does he hate black licorice? All this and more. So get your ticket from the station, grab a seat, and make sure you don't miss the train. All aboard! Good evening, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to episode 67 of the Miniature Models Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Rochford, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Matt, Z, Johnny, and our new host, John S. Gentlemen, how are you doing tonight? I'm pretty good, man. How's everything going? Fantastic. Let's get on to the check-ins, and um, I'm going to pass the mic over to... Mr. John S., and uh, since he's the new host, let's see uh, what he's been doing the last couple weeks. Well, thank you so much, Matt. I've been doing pretty well post-York. I've been enjoying um, just kind of recovering from all that still and uh, slowly getting ready for the holiday season coming up and um, just catching up with people on social media and just really just getting into a good place for the holidays where I can brace for impact what about you guys? What about uh, you, Matt Z? Yeah, you know, I've been uh, I've been busy with other things, honestly, besides trains. I really haven't had a chance to do too much. But uh, just the other day, I got in the uh, MTH Cantonary set for my um, electrics. I've been pretty hot and heavy, as uh, John knows, in the New Haven lately. So I got yes. a couple EF3Bs in, and I'm like, you know what? These things don't have shoes, so I kind of have to do it now. I kind of dug myself a hole here, so... I bought not one, I bought two, and off of one picture that I found at like 12 o'clock at night, I'm like, you know what, I want to model this. So what do I do? I can now model it enough for for my liking. So we'll go with it. But uh, yeah, I bought a couple EF3Bs, one's already dead, so yay. But Hey, um, just like mine, yay. We're we're dead EF3B buddies. Hell yeah. uh, EF3Buddy, that worked better in my head. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> did not translate well to the auditory it worked in the cerebral but not vocal but uh no after that that's that's been about it i haven't uh really done much i, I still need to work on the whole plywood deal but uh we're getting there it'll wow. happen the eternal plywood joke yeah, honestly yeah one of these days <laughs> it's gonna happen i'll be able to show plywood you won't be able to put no memes up you won't be able to make fun of me no more. I'd be like, look, I have my plywood. Now shut up. Oh, don't yeah. worry. We'll find something else to make fun of. Oh, don't oh, worry. I, oh I, I know. I, I know. <laughs> dust. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Low-hanging <laughs> fruit alert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you're, you got that right. But uh, no, that's that's been about uh, all I got going on. How about you, John? Uh, Johnny, what you been up to, man? Oh, gosh. Uh, it's been a busy week for me since we last recorded. Um I mean, I got one of the items I pre-ordered about a year ago, uh, finally here, it, which is the the Vision Big Boy has finally arrived at my layout, and that's been a fantastic model. I was talking with uh, Sid on the on my way to pick it up. Uh, not many times you go pick up a model at eight p.m. at night, but I appreciate uh, Greg from Chicagoland letting me show up so late to pick it up. <laughs> um, I've actually never pre-ordered uh, a steam engine before. Uh, and it hit me. I was like, what engine to start with? A Vision Line Big Boy of all Yeah, things. no kidding. 
And um, it's like a childhood dream of mine. You know, I always wanted one. But, you know, obviously I'm not asking my parents for a vision like big boy. That'd be insane of me. So to, to finally, you know, sell enough things and, and work hard to, to afford one was, was crazy. So I'm super happy to have that. And then I had some of the Shaitan boys come over on Saturday to, to run trains and God, just, a, just, just a great group of guys um, running trains, joking around and, and just having fun with each other. You know, that's part of the hobby that I enjoy the most is, is sharing that with everyone. And then uh, on, on Sunday, we went over to um, one of the, the Discord members, Rafe. Uh, he uh, had a, a run session at what we call the Train Bunker, which is our little little private club that we, we go to when we, we run and uh, expand the lad a little bit, ran some trains. I got to bring my Golden Gate Depot Sunset Limited out and finally stretch that train out for the first time ever. So seeing that train not squished around my tiny 6x10 layout was fantastic, but <laughs> it's fun. It's a great, great time. I enjoy running trains with people. You're very good squash 6x10 layout, which is... <laughs> um, and you got, remind me, which which big boy did you get? You got 4019, <laughs> right? Yes, so I got 4019, and I'm going to yes. get for this. I got 4019 because I wanted a number that was very similar to the JLC runs of the big boys, but those were like in the 20s, if I remember correctly, like 40, 23, and such like that. But the only one that had that number, aside from like the, the Metco one, I think, was um, from a certain, a certain. it was like more of an, it was in on the East Coast, and I wanted, I, I wanted one that wasn't on the East Coast. I wanted something that was a little bit more... On the West Coast oriented, I know all big boys are from the West Coast, but you know it's a personal preference thing. So I did get four nineteen because it was the closest number I could think of. But I don't like the smoke deflectors, so I, I have not actually been. I put my smoke deflectors on for about five minutes to take a picture and show Sid that I got them, and I put them on for ten seconds, and then I put them back in the box. And <laughs> I am not running the smoke deflectors. Hey, you get a pass though. You got not forty for I'm just gonna let all our listeners know now. Uh, getting to know me tonight. Um. The first fact you're going to learn about I hate popular road numbers. Well, I should say I hate owning popular road numbers. It's a big shtick with me. I'm always trying to avoid 611, 614, 4014, so on and so forth. You're welcome to them. More for you guys. I'm always a proponent of getting the weird, obscure numbers. But that's just me. So I'm proud of Johnny for buying 4019, even if he doesn't run the deflectors. (laughs) <laughs> well yeah it's you're like uh you're like our buddy tim tim always wants to get the the number that nobody else has but that's also because like you know think of it in like a club environment too like you want to run your big boy but somebody else has their their big boy for the same number kind of kind of you know make some people make their eyes twitch you know they don't they don't like having the same road number running at the same time or if you want a double head you know it's nice to have the alternative number you don't like having 12 844s running all over the layout like a clone army <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Every uh, that's why I own four thousand forty-four forty-nines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfect person to talk about fleet ownership. <laughs> yeah, one of a, us. One of one us. Of us. But yeah, it's been a it's been a good time. Um, I'm gonna pass the mic over to Matt R once again. Uh, Matt, we really need to stop. We need to get more than one mic. I'm sick of all four of us huddling around the same mic, dude. It's so annoying. I know. Matt Z keeps eating anchovies before the show, and his breath stinks, dude. Like, we need to get yep. more than one mic. We're constantly anchovies. Hair. <laughs> He's eating anchovies and black licorice at the same time. So Why do you keep making me sit next to him, man? Oh, it's God. Like... I mean, I like this idea. I'm all for this. But, you know. <laughs> dude, we, can, this, this, we have to make rules for the, the break room microwave because of you. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> I'll throw the mic over to you, Matt. Or... All right. Thanks, Johnny. Uh, so... 
first thing first, uh, yes, I uh, also went over to our friend Rafe's uh, layout and was able to stretch the legs of my, uh, speaking of vision line, my 21010 uh, she probably uh, ran more laps or had more exercise over there than she probably ever had uh, at on my layout. Obviously, uh, Rafe's got a huge loop, uh, and um, I even had her over like at eighty. I think I was weak, like over speed step eighty, which was um, very unheard of uh, for me at least. I like to run stuff like you know slow and steady. Uh, but, uh, yeah, she, she ran really nice. Saw the smoke features working out and, uh, we were playing a little bit of a uh, daredevil, uh, <laughs> playing chicken. Uh, I was running the two 10, 10, two around. And then, uh, Tim and Johnny, uh, would do the old, uh, train dodge, uh, with, I believe it was in, uh, New York central and your, uh, third rail mogul mogul. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was actually that was actually quite fun. I enjoyed that a lot. I'm picturing the Emperor of the North scene. Pour it on! Speed! Had, I want speed! We had a couple of close calls, let me tell you. <laughs> we, we we played chicken with our expensive trains very carefully, though yeah. I should probably add. No no fender benders, and if there no. was anything like it wasn't like, oh my god, we're about to clip the caboose. Like there was there was still plenty of time. And we were all <laughs> keeping an eye on the switches and on each other's trains. So we were we were being responsible because we know these yeah. are not these are not uh these aren't your typical, you know, hot wheels, you know, cars you're throwing around here. Yep. No trains were injured in the making of this movie. So, uh, so uh, on that front, um, I also did some work on the layout. So uh, I've been doing a little bit more uh, buying and playing instead of uh, actually doing work on the layout. So this week I decided to um, put the remote down and actually start doing some ballasting uh, on the track and stuff like that. And it's coming along very well. It's a little bit more in the, in the, the experiment stage because I just want to see how everything looks. But um, it, it's turning out really nice. I'm going to continue the ballasting. I think doing that, doing the ballasting kind of helps me, motivate me to keep doing kind of more uh, work like that, landscaping work and stuff like that on, on the layout. So it's coming along quite well. Nice. And that wraps up kind of like for me. And then moving into general kind of uh, miniature model podcast podcast. Uh, slash discord housekeeping items uh we are bringing back the holiday photo contest so everyone knows uh that should start a little bit after thanksgiving uh this show episode should be out uh before thanksgiving or it may even be out on thanksgiving so now you got uh, something to listen to um uh, on your way to grandma's or after you've had too much pecan pie and now you're driving home uh, so if you are listening to this on Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, if you're not, then have a good Thanksgiving. And if it's after, then I hope you had a good Thanksgiving. All right. Now that I've covered all those bases, uh, <laughs> um, back to the photo contest. So yeah, we're going to have a new, uh, not a new, but we're going to continue it again like we did last year. Uh, we're going to have one winner this time. Uh, and we have a box of awesome O-scale goodies to give to the winner right this is going to be it's going to be some really cool stuff i'm keeping it obviously under wraps um i don't want people to know what it is it's, it's a christmas present so you don't get to see what it is until you open it up at your house uh 
So in fact, nobody will know what it is except for the hosts. And then whoever wins, it'll be shipped to you like a present. And you open it up and you, just like Santa Claus came to your house and you get to see all these cool things in the box. Uh, so secondly, uh, we are, so we're going to have a channel just for the photo contest. And then, you know, because it's Christmas and the holidays, people like to take photos, right? And especially when it comes to like model railroading, like we all want to like take cool pictures and we want to show them to, you know, our friends and family. So we're going to have two channels. We're going to have one for the photo contest. So one photo per person. So you only get to submit one photo per person for the contest. And then we're going to have another channel, photo channel for everyone just to, you know, go Christmas ham uh, in there with um, all the Christmas photos that you want to put in there and show off and stuff like that. So um, I think last year people were kind of like, can only do one. And this year I kind of thought, well, you know what, let's have more fun. Let's give people the chance to just uh, post as much as they want from the holiday season and then keep one just for the contest. Uh, Here on the Miniature Models podcast, uh, you know, we enjoy the holiday season. We know it's special when it comes to model railroading. Uh, and we love to have fun in there. So, uh, you know, probably a good segue <laughs> to the, uh, uh, you know, to the rest of the Discord stuff that we do, uh, obviously, in there. But, um, yeah, if you haven't joined, uh, there's a link in the show notes. And uh, we have an ad running around somewhere in this episode. Join the uh, the Discord and have some fun with us. You're not being forgiven for that Christmas ham pun. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was good. That was like a dad joke. Oh, no, it was good. I'm jealous of it. That's why you're not being forgiven. (laughs) (laughs) Looking to expand your collection? Check out Trains.com. Trains is your go-to place for new and used model railroad products. They have everything ranging from engines, rolling stock, parts, track, and scenery. If you need it, they probably have it. With new discounts being added daily, you'll be sure to find something you like. Plus, Trains offers a newsletter which keeps you up to date on new items, discounts, and upcoming promotions. We've been using Trains for years, and we highly recommend their stellar service. What's really cool is you can also collect points by buying Trains and using them on future purchases. With their awesome rewards program, you can earn points on every purchase that you can use for future discounts. Dedicated modelers can also join their private car membership to get exclusive access to new listings, earn 5 points per dollar spent, and unlock great benefits like no questions asked returns. Trains not only sells trains, but also buys them too. If you've got a large collection or are interested in downsizing and making some cash, you can head on over to sellmytrains.com. It doesn't get easier than that. You can find them using our affiliate link, www.trains.com slash M-M-O-P or if you want to use our one-time promo code M-M-O-P you can get $10 off a single purchase on the trains.com website so check out trains.com and start expanding your collection today okay well let's get to the main event for tonight uh, and that is talking with our new host Mr. John Schwartz uh, aka Retro Mikado uh, we're going to see what makes him tick. Uh, ask him all these really personal questions. Make him feel bad. No, just kidding. Uh, we just want to get to know him, and we want our listeners to get to know him as well. You know, um, he's a host. Um, you know, he's going to be, you know, you're going to be hearing him for quite a bit. So you probably want to know more about this gentleman. Uh, and uh, I can tell you he's a really good guy, and uh, we love that he's he's joined the podcast team here. And I'm going to go ahead and start out 
And I am not going to start with a railroad question at all. Uh, not a rail fan or a model railroading question because I think some of the other guys might have questions for that. But I'm going to go a different route because um, I kind of want to know what makes you tick there, John. And when it comes to hobbies, and obviously we all have them, obviously model railroading is a hobby of mine. But I'm curious to know, besides model railroading and rail fanning, what other hobbies do you do and do you enjoy? Oh, great question to start out with. Uh, for, well, first of all, obviously, again, let me just say thank you all so much for uh, having me on and, you know, continuing to have me on, making me a host. It's uh, it's It feels quite special. I'm really happy to share the show with you guys. You guys are great people as well. Um, I will try to live up to expectations. Um, as far as other hobbies, uh, I love, big thing I'm into is uh, just media in general, um, collecting, finding, discovering, consuming. Um, but I love, um, I love just, you know, media in general. I love collecting, uh, records. I love music. I love just the whole shared experience of it. I love, um, vehicles as well. I mean, I know trains kind of fall into that category, but just anything to do with transport and vehicles and anything of that nature is just, I, I studied uh, sociology in uh, college quite heavily, and it's kind of all ties in with that together. Just I love the the makeup of how everything like that works. I love the uh, I love the, the the combined shared experience we all have with transport and travel, and just our overall history as a society of just you know consuming and enjoying our 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 passions. Good answer. I I, I like that. I like that you. Uh... You're a uh, you know a man of of traveling and and uh, just transportation goes. Uh, I got I'm called a huge an, nut of yeah. transportation too. Oh, so oh yeah, I got called an old soul by many people as a child. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're an old soul. You like the phonographs? Yes, <laughs> yes, professor. I like the phonographs. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was that's always kind of my been my shtick. But, uh, you know, I, I also enjoy, um, you know, I enjoy the fruits of the modern age as well. I, when I have time, I enjoy video games and role-playing uh, games like that. And uh, just being a big old dork and nerd, that's my shtick. There is, have you ever been to the National Museum of Transportation in St. Louis? No, and I'm mad that I missed it when I was in St. Louis. I need to go there. So, so John, I'm just going to uh, hop on in here. So you, you have an interest in, in transportation and, and history. And usually, um, at least in our, our, our group of, of folks that we chat with, anybody who has a railroad question about something, uh, if something's prototypical or what ran on what railroad, or um, I know Sid and I are very guilty of asking you this a lot, what whistle something had. You were like, uh, aside from our, our buddy Tim, you were like the go-to for research and finding out what, voice a steam locomotive had like that which is a very which you would think would be really easy but we see all these models <laughs> and it's hard to find out what voice that engine actually had so so what about that like interests you and and what 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 about that makes you like oh, i gotta find out Ooh, oh man that's a great question okay first of all i love how you're setting me up to be the um to to be the knowledge expert when i i never claim to be the not i always I'm just good at finding things. I love, I got this from my mom. 
um she has always been uh this like she's always been called a detective um and i i love uh doing it as well i love um slew three and just kind of finding um finding the answers to questions seeing how easily i can do it and um I'm just because of who I am. I am a wealth of useless factoids that apart outside of our little microcosm of trainedom are completely useless to anybody else. Um, I can remember the names of characters and shows that I watched 10 years ago, but I can't remember the name of someone I met yesterday. Um, (laughs) Such as my curse. As far as um, why I like, boy, that's a good question. I would say because well again it kind of ties into the, the not just not just the the I enjoy train I like the immersion that goes with what we do I like the recreation of not just the trains but I like the recreation of the old world of a world in miniature and I like to be able to represent things as nice as possible you know I'm not a stickler for prototypicality Um, I'm not a rivet counter per se, but I like things to, I like seeing how close I can get something to being something that's evocative of the, of what the real world saw and heard. And I think with the whistles, especially, um, it's the musical aspect of it. I like what made these people choose these voices for these locomotives. I like finding out who preserved it back then and how they knew, um, what's still surviving today and how it can be implemented into our models. And just, you know, for the sake of knowing, I just like finding it out and just, it's like, hey, one more thing we can check off. Because a lot of the information, what's so cool is a lot of the information is out there. It's, you just don't know where it is. Like it's buried somewhere out there, whether it's in a book, whether it's in, you know, a film, whether it's just on the internet somewhere deep, deep, deep in someone's ancient website from 2003 that has flashing neon colors on the text that give you um uh, seizures as you're reading it so <laughs> that's <laughs> you all know the websites i'm talking about you've been there before and then the sound bite that explodes out of your speakers at 3 a.m and wakes your house up of a, of a, <laughs> uh, a train whistle or just something you just described my personal website thanks oh god that's where <laughs> i knew it from <sighs> we need to have a talk um, but no, the, um, yeah, it's, it's that, it's that immersion factor. I like the detective aspect of it. I like, um, I like helping people too. That's the other thing uh, when people are coming to me, it's like, oh, that's really cool. I can, you know, if I don't know the question, which nine, I would say 75, 80% of the time, I don't know the answer right off the top of my head. And even if I do know the answer, I probably have to go look it up in my notes somewhere, but I just like collecting I'm a collector at heart of anything and I just like collecting information. And it just, again, it helps with that immersion factor. And I'm, again, I'm sure the music is a part of that as well. The musical, the musical influence on the nature of the notes. Like I've literally, I literally have written down somewhere the actual musical notes that a New York central um, Nathan six chimes sounded that level of nerdery. That's, that's next level. You know, that's, that's, something else entirely i couldn't tell them off the top of my head but they are written down somewhere so yeah (laughs) i think that answers that question that was a good question (laughs) thank you and that that i appreciate that you you have a a pursuit for for realism not not for the point of like where everything has to be prototypical 
but as a person who also pursues realism and and modeling things as you would you know see them you know of, of times gone past i i appreciate it a lot and one of the things i had this discussion with with one of our buddies on, on one of the discords recently um which is something that we don't really think about uh it, it was bernsey i was talking with bernsey the other night burn man burn man cat man he we were talking about pasture trains and he was talking about how he's mr oh pasture trains don't make money i only run freight on his on his racetrack layout there and um but he was we were talking about i just ran the sunset at the at the bunker and you know i was talking about how i really enjoy um mixing some of the cars together i've got some general service silver cars and the economy baggage in the front and some streamlined sunset cars too and it's a, it's a hodgepodge of cars as, oh, as yeah. in services you don't we get so lost in our worlds of you know we buy our sets from mth and lionel and they're the most idealized version of the set as you can get you know it's pasture train day one of, of revenue service it's not the pasture train year five or six into service where they kind of stopped caring and threw whatever into a consist which kind of brings me to this next point you know finding the oddities of of railroading the weird consist or in your case the weird short consist you really like so much what, what oh, about I'm, that draws you to it i am what, what's Mr. your dream set i just like triggering people who like the um the the photogenic uh promotional you know newsreel photo uh you know the mohawk with the all pacemaker clean consist not that that's bad i just like seeing how ridiculous certain railroads got at a certain point like penn central one e8 and a coach there's your set like that's <laughs> it that's all you get what are your options I, the um, coach i uh i found that not too long ago i was looking at it. it was actually local to me I, I didn't see it but i saw a video of some guy who did it was a it was what was a two p42s and a coach that was it. So for your modern <laughs> Amtrak people, uh, at RJ. Um, I know, I was going to say RJ's triggered yeah. right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess they still have it uh, in the uh, 2023, I guess. But uh, I just thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, it just goes back to I just like the weird stuff. It's just cool to um, – it's just fun. Again, it's fun to model something that looked realistic. So you could – someone, you know – Someone goes, oh, that's not accurate. They never did. And then you can be like Kronk holding up the card, hold the photo up of the super weird consist that was, you know, a steam engine with one coach and then eight cabooses behind it. Just, mm-hmm. <laughs> what were you saying? <laughs> have you, have you, this is just a personal, just me being a nerd question. Have you seen that, that those photos and videos? It's so hard to find. It was like some operation lifesaver excursion from like i've I gotta say like the 80s or 90s maybe earlier it is well, it was on the west coast it is i think some super liners some high level cars that were amtrak with an f40 a santa fe blue and yellow fp45 a western pacific f unit uh the union pacific e unit I think a tunnel motor in there and then the daylight e unit and just to top off this wacky consist that was a flat car with Wiley Coyote on it. That that toured the West Coast for like this a was short real. This was real. Okay, that sounds wow. It is quite literally a flat car with a giant like cartoon strip of Wiley Coyote for Operation Lifesaver on the back of the train. 
It is okay. ridiculous. Okay, that's excessive even for me. You know what that sounds like? You know what popped into my head? I immediately was taken back to 2008. That sounds like a consist that where people would put um, like in trains or Microsoft trains, where they'd put like eight engines in a row and turn them <laughs> up to full power and run them into a the end of the tr- run them off the end of the track. <laughs> any 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 person who was who grew up with with YouTube and trains around like that time period you you I don't care who you were you watched a gazillion MSTS crash videos oh yeah the the title was all in lowercase 009 <laughs> sound system was the soundtrack of every video I'm showing my age here big time but um oh yeah <laughs> I was there at the beginning don't quote the sacred magic to me <laughs> I was there when it was written <laughs> so no, kind of, kind I, of I need photos of that Johnny that sounds in- ridiculous yeah yeah I'll have to find that but like what is what is your dream silly short consist that you've seen that you want to see made Ooh, dr- that I need to, that I want to see made like as a set yeah if 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 uh Ryan was to ask you John I want to make a silly set oh, and man, I want man. you to choose what it is Silly or real, like silly or realistic, wacky, like realistic. Like this train was so is, is like what like the um, what was the one that the Santa Fe one, which is like the war body. Oh, like a bunch oh, of, the, oh super the, yeah, yeah, the, the super C, yeah, the super C freight, a single F unit with like two or three piggybacks in a single group. It's literally a Bachman train set. Like it's <laughs> literally a Bachman yeah, yeah. starter set. Along those lines, where it was, <laughs> you you can't believe it's real, but it's real. Oh man, like that would it would probably be something like that, or it would just be the most. Honestly, if I was in charge of Lionel's marketing, I always joke about this. You would get be getting nothing but train number five twenty sevens, like these nameless nothing baggage car and two coaches with a steam engine or a diesel and like you know a single box car. That's all you'd be getting from me, or just light engines. A whole set of just a light engine move. That's all you get. It's a set. You pay set prices, but it's just a light engine move. Um, <laughs> I think that would be the ultimate me set. It's just a light engine move as a set. You would uh, for two thousand dollars. You would do just the arrow. You would do the arrow train, but just the engine. Yes, right? just the arrow train <laughs> locomotive running by itself. <laughs> two two Rock Island arrow trains. Well, have you seen have you seen the AA set? It's like just the it's two rocket train like head end units, but back to back, like an AA set. It's ridiculous. I've seen stuff like that in um over in England. The, the uh, they have the HSTs. I've seen them just back to back. It's so weird looking. It looks like some sort of weird bug or so, I don't know what to how to describe it. It's a trapezoid. It's what the exactly. It's some shapes <laughs> on wheels. <laughs> Well, you got to do like what they do when uh, when they ran the um, the two high speed sets together in uh, the TGVs. Are they ran them back to back? That always looks weird to me. Do you guys get get like kind of triggered when high speed sets are coupled nose to nose? It just looks so weird. But it's accurate. <laughs> we only the only good accurate things are the things I deem acceptable. <laughs> 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 No, uh, yeah, I think back to your question, John. I think that would uh, something akin to the Super C would be would be um, a fun set to have. Just something wacky like that, or or anything with a mixed train. Anything like that would be fun. Um, oh, oh, I just thought of something else. Anytime I like when popular things like six eleven 
are completely like mundane and humdrum like a weathered this is kind of into warhorse territory but like a scale weathered like streamliner set something like that like like at the worst point in the railroad's passenger history the streamliner is being used for like freight or just some nothing passenger train like a yellow belly with like four coaches or something something like that like that would be that would be really cool to see i i can hear dj thinking of it right now oh yeah (laughs) and isaac too Oh yeah, and and Sid for that matter. And Sid, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> all right up there. there I'm gonna, gonna there. tick every friend's box. This uh, <laughs> this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh well, here I'll I'll, I'll tick Matt's. Um, so we're talking about you know music, and you know you and I we talk music all the time. Uh, you you a Springsteen fan? Of course, absolutely. All right, every era. We got of another one. Okay, too. you hear that, Matt? We got two. That's all you'll ever get. <laughs> I love how incomprehensible he is. <laughs> That's all Bruce Springsteen music. I, but I love it. I love it too. You know, I was I joke with I joke with like with one of my uh, managers at work, and we say we could never understand what Eddie Vedder singing. That's. <laughs> I was be, just about to say that. Like, like Eddie Vedder is. And it's like, that's awesome. But I have no idea what you just said, but it sounded fantastic. Right? Prince. Yeah. Yeah. Until until I read the uh, description of the lyrics with even flow, I had no idea what the gibberish was. But but now I that I know that it, now though. I can't unhear it. No. Yeah. You're like, that's like, not what he's like, saying. It's like great. Now I know what he's singing. You know? <laughs> it ruined that's the why, mystery. Honestly, that's why it's right? a perfect karaoke song. You can sing it terribly. No one will judge you because no one knows the lyrics. <laughs> are like, oh, that's, those are the words. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, it's, it's like um, singing. Um, oh, what's what's the Bon Jovi song? Um, oh, 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 living on a prayer when you're drunk. Nina, work on a docks. Nina, strike. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad all these these artists we're quoting. We we're not actually saying the lyrics, although we can't no. count. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is the royalty free version. <laughs> this is now a music uh, podcast, folks. Yeah, right. But uh, <laughs> I, I did have a. Um, I, I actually I did have a uh, one of the questions I've been meaning to ask you, and I don't think I've asked you this before um, about your collection. I know how you said that you went to went from kind of like the traditional side of the hobby to the scale detailed side of the hobby. Now you're kind of yes. going back to traditional. Uh, what what started the transition from one to the other back to traditional again? Well, I wouldn't say, okay, for starters, I shouldn't say I'm going back tr- to traditional. I'm adding traditional back. I'm adding traditional, a traditional focus on again. I'm just, it's like the DLC. I'm adding, I'm still okay. doing scale right. as my main you, thing. I'm just, you're appending hard. <laughs> yeah, I was, um, I was hardcore traditional for a long time, uh, you know, after being a kid and everything, just having the hodgepodge of, you know, you know, that era when you're a kid, when you just, you want everything trained no matter what it is, like any, any neighbor has trained, whatever, plastic thing, whatever, I'll take it. Um, after leaving that era and then, you know, I wanted to do traditional. It was inexpensive relatively. Um, you know, it was easy for a college student to buy. Um, there was a lot of it. There still is a lot of it. Um, and it was pretty easy to do in a small space. And, you know, I kind of liked 
you know, I grew up with a lot of TM books and video stuff. So I was big into that got me hooked on like checking post-war out. And then I was like, well, you know, the MPC General Mills stuff is cool too. Then you get some of the modern stuff, but eventually, um, it came a point when I kind of hit the glass ceiling on it. It's like, well, I've kind of done everything I wanted to do on this and what I still want to do, I can't do with traditional. So, and then meeting all you guys that kind of got me into, um, doing scale stuff. And then now that I've focused on scale for a while, I still never got completely got out of traditional. I sold, I would say all but 15% of my collection off. And I still kept my like favorite pieces. So now that I have kind of, you know, I've done a lot with the scale stuff and because traditional has gotten even uh, cheaper uh, as of, as of the time that I sold my collection off. Um, I now wanted to get some of those old pieces back again. And uh, I actually, I actually went to some of the collectors who I'd gotten things from uh, most notably Brendan. Uh, I want my MPC. And uh, he had bought some of my pieces and um, he was happy because he he's focused a lot more. His folks have changed recently back to, just focusing more hyper on the General Mills era. So he was happy to sell me some of the post-war stuff back and uh, give me some of that stuff. So yeah, I, I'm not going to go hardcore into the traditional again. Um, but I just think it's it's just so, especially just, po- I want to say traditional, I mean post-war, post-war specifically. Um, it's just such a evocative era. It's just, it's got that kind of unapologetic, unpretentious charm to it. It's not trying to be anything but a toy. And it's kind of nice to have that as the antithesis of scale. It's the opposite. It's not trying to be a real train. It's not trying to be anything that it's not. It's just a fun toy you can goof around with. You don't care the color's wrong or you don't care that, you know, the engine doesn't have sounds. It's, it's just fun. So I'm just getting a few things back again on that. Um, but no, I'm still, I'm still definitely full on scale. Absolutely. And if I had the money, boy, I'd be doing <laughs> traditional would just be the beginning of it. I would be doing American Flyer pre-war. I'd be doing Triang Double O. I'd be doing LGB. Like I like <laughs> I love tons of different specific companies and and all kinds of stuff. I would I if I had access to unlimited funds, uh, it would not be safe. I uh, I've often said you know if I could have a house or whatever with a space big enough for multiple layouts, I would almost do a car rail approach. I would have a layout with you know, all of my modern stuff I could ever want, but then have a completely separate layout for pre-war, post-war, standard gauge, you know, all this stuff that is just so cool. And like, you know, I know we've talked about this on the show with, with you and, and on episodes uh, since was um, definitely the TM heavy TM influence with oh, yeah. all of us here, you know, watching all of that. Yeah. It's made me want, you know, the Cantner system that I just put up the you know a lot of the steam that i have and looking at a lot of those post-war sets and looking at all this thinking man this would be so cool to have one day and eventually i will but you know it's like oh man just yeah like you said if funds weren't an option it would be a dangerous game oh yeah i think we'd all be in trouble if that was the case um yeah tm was that was a big i'm, I'm sure for a lot of people it's probably hitting the feels but um yeah that was a big influence on that and um but yeah, you all have been too. Y'all have been very um, influential. Our friend Steve. Steve is a great example. Steve has um, two layout. Like he is the he's the the way I want to do it. He's got a, a scale layout and a post war layout right next to each other. Like that's the way to do it. I love Steve's layout because 
because for those who aren't familiar, Steve K, a, a guest of the show and a close friend of the podcast, he has his O scale modern layout, uh, which is his main layout. And then behind you, you have a post-war slash standard gauge layout uh, behind that in the corner. But also, also Steve's just basement man cave is full of a bunch of other things to play with, like like slot machines and, and other things like that. And a jukebox. Like, it's so fun to have people over at a place like Steve's and run trains where you have half the guys who are, are running their scale stuff and, you know, compare and comparing, you know, this model's cool or this model's cool or saying, oh, I like this, the accuracy of this or, oh, I can't this manufacturer do this thing like this. And then you have the other group of people who are trying to play chicken on the, on the crossover, on the, the post-war layout, and just running trains and having fun. <laughs> just the duality is so much fun, and just being an omnivore of all trains is great. An omnivore. Oh, that's a great expression. Yeah, running, um, f- sending Jason's little M&M's truck flying around the uh, curves at Mach, scale Mach 2. He was playing chicken with the, the F units. <laughs> switching, we rem- remember switching with it? That was the uh, best. Helper service. I was trying to, that little Menard RC truck, trying to <laughs> shove a caboose around the layout. And then was it Burnsy's, uh, what was he running that day? It's like some Pensy engine. Um, what? Burnsy? No. Burnsy? <laughs> Pensy? No. Like she's trying to like run away with the caboose before the engine comes barreling down behind it. Uh, that's, that's good. Want to support your favorite O-Scale podcast and rock some awesome merch? Well, now you can. We've teamed up with Redbubble.com and have come up with a great selection of gear that you can get right now. They have everything from shirts, hoodies, stickers, mugs, bags, you name it. Heck, you could even get a wall clock with us on it. All this great stuff and more at Redbubble.com. Links are down in the show notes, so grab yourself some gear and rock some awesome podcast merch. I actually have a I wanted to poke on a, a thing that you had mentioned, which was, you know, you said you switched to to scale, or you have more of an interest in scale when you when you met us. So, how how did you get into the social side of trades? I, I know some of us are familiar with your story, but you know, meeting some of the the YouTube guys or you know, getting your name out there. How did you how did you get your foot in the door? Oh, I love the, the it's so convoluted. It's it's it was completely by accident. Um, so let's see if I can recount it properly. So I'd already been feeling kind of like I wanted to move into scale just before any of this, before anything. So this is summer, this is spring of 2021. So, uh, in April of 20, let's see, it was springtime of uh, 2021. Um, I'm in a local hobby shop of mine and I see that they have a train set there. It's a uh, it's the repaint of the Hogwarts Express. It's the Great Western uh, Shakespeare Express, the Kinlet Hall engine with the nice little lamps on the front. It's a traditional set. It's very hard to find. I'd wanted this set for a long time. Um, I'm with Brendan. I want my NPC. I just graduated from college. He buys me this set as a as a graduation present. Um, very sweet of him th- thing to, of him to do. Unbeknownst to me, a very popular YouTuber had also seen that this set was available from the store and had plans on buying it. But I got to it first and I didn't know this. So I posted it on a group. Hey, I got this set. It was really cool. It was just a Facebook group, you know, just one of the, the public groups anybody can join. And he reaches out to me and says, Hey, that set 
where'd you get that? That looks like a set I was looking at. I was like, oh, I got it from blah, 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 this place. And he's like, well, that's crazy because I was looking at that same set. It was Chris RBP. So he's like, well, hey, since you got that set, why don't you come on the show and, you know, we'll do uh, like a meetup episode where we, you know, we do this, uh, you know, we run this set and, uh, you know, we just have fun and talk. So we did. And we did an episode together. That was the first episode of RBP and Friends, which you can go watch on YouTube. Um, so that was really the way I kind of got in, like my name kind of got out there that I was just, and again, it was completely by accident. I wasn't trying to do any of this. Um, <laughs> so we, we, we do the video and, um, I had gotten to know some more people. I made an Instagram account around the same time for my traditional scale stuff. And, you know, it got some traction, maybe a hundred followers or so. And then, um, I transitioned over to, as soon as I, I, I met Chris and I was talking with him and saw his layout, it really cemented that I wanted to do scale. So I made the decision. I was like, all right, I'm going to go and be a scale guy. I'm going to go into scale. I'm going to sell off a lot of my, my, my collection um, and then I'm going to do scale now. And then once I made that decision, things happened pretty quickly over the course of that summer. Um, I kind of switched focus. I rebranded the Instagram account, um, Richard Mikado 96. That's my Instagram account. If you want to go follow me, I'll plug it again at the end. Um, so I rebranded that. And then I then just slowly started meeting people. I met, um, I already knew Blake, our, my buddy Blake, who's our friend of us here on Discord and everybody. Uh, I met him. I'd known him for a while. We were working on uh, concurrent um, anime projects for our trains. Uh, so we were already kind of knew each other, but uh, just kind of slowly trickled in. I met Sid, who lives right near me. I met uh, you, Johnny. I met Maddie C. I met everybody. Just, uh, you know, and slowly just got to know everybody until eventually you guys brought me into the discord. I got to talk with you all. And over the next two years, got to know you guys and slowly meet up with everybody. And it's been onward and upward since. So yeah, it was all completely by accident, just random chance. It's, it's insane to see how, and all the guys can, can chime in on this too. Obviously it's insane to see how much you can grow in this hobby socially in terms of you can be a person who knows nobody and you're running trains by yourself to, all it takes is just, you know, it can be by random chance of someone reaches out to you or you join a Facebook group or a Discord group or you go online and, and what have you. And you meet friends and you grow that bond and you realize how much of how important the social side of this hobby is. You know, you, you, you're building this collection, you're building your layout. And you want to share that with somebody. It's kind of, you know, it's such a shame that some people build such beautiful layouts, but nobody, aside from maybe like close family or their spouse, will ever see it. And when you get to show it off and, you know, get um, some feedback on your work and, and learn and grow from it, and it, it's great. And when and if you're lucky enough, you can even have, you know, adventures where you get to travel around the country and, and meet up with other people or run trains in different layouts. It's, it's such a great experience. And I think your story shows, you know, anybody can can make friends in this hobby and our, our group is so the community is so large that, you know, we can have influencers, but it's small enough where you can befriend those people too. If you, if you, you know, play your cards, right. Oh, absolutely. No, I, I'm still blown away. I still have to pinch myself that I, you know, growing up as a kid, you know, nobody else did trains, you know, I was a complete, you know, nut in regards to that. Like I was the only one doing this kind of stuff. So the fact that I get to talk with all you and be friends with all these amazing people still blows my mind that I can, I can share my hobby with other like-minded people and, um, 
you know, we have social media to thank for that, a lot of it, but just, you know, it's just this fun, natural progression of how things have gone with uh, the internet and everything connecting people. So, you know, you have the traditional clubs and everything, but those only get you so far. So the ability we have to connect with people is just such a wonderful blessing. It really is. It's, it's made my life so much, so much better and so much more fun getting to share it because, you know, the trains are only, they only go so far getting, you know, you can play with something, you can buy something. But at the end of the day, if you're enjoying it by yourself, you know, it, it, it only goes so far. The, the sharing it with other people, like I, when we were hanging out over York, we were, we all were, you know, half the time I was forgetting that what the whole reason we were there at the show for was, was even about trains. Like I was just like, oh yeah, that's right. We're, we're here for the trains. I forgot about that. Like just the being social was so much fun and so enjoyable. Uh, half the time I forget that we're even focusing on trains. So it's, it's really a nice thing to be able to do. And I'm grateful every day for it. Yeah. Insert uh, Patrick mind blown gif here. Yes. <laughs> but uh, Patrick no, short circuiting. I mean, oh yeah. But uh, I mean, you guys have heard the spiel. You, you hear it all every day on this show. Every time you listen, you hear me talk about the discord and, and whatever, but that, that to me is just the biggest thing ever. And I, you know, and you know you've heard the stories we've talked about on the calls and whatnot and but you know it's huge i know that you got a group of friends uh, you know maybe virtual maybe in person you know depending on the circumstance but you know what it's still a lot of fun to to know that you have people that are in the same hobby who enjoy it the same way or differently than you do and you can collaborate on those things you can work together you can you know you can buy sell trade you know believe us we've all done a bunch of that and it's all just amazing to know that, you know, you're not alone in this. Uh, maybe it's Michael Jackson would have said, but uh, you know, it's, it's just so cool to know that you got friends who are just like you in the trains. So really cool stuff. But uh, yeah, that's the spiel. That's, that's where we're keeping it. You want to join the discord calls, <laughs> uh, you know, listen to my ad when it runs, whenever, whenever it's going to run. And that's it. Next question. Well, Open up the Discord. There's some trains in there. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> just to really fast. Go on now. <laughs> just to go back to like obviously what, no, what this ahead, conversation <laughs> was. No, I mean just to go back down to what this conversation was kind of started at is like to me, uh, model railroading, model railroading in general needed like this whole. I hate to use a buzzword, but like paradigm shift. Like it just needed to be done on a social media standpoint because. Oh yeah. It was just stuck. It, it was definitely going downhill. I can tell you that, like in terms of at least, you know, O scale, maybe, um, you know, HO is like just, you know, very popular and, you know, kind of. But even that, even that scale obviously profited from, you know, moving into uh, all of these social media, uh, you know, outlets, uh, you know, Facebook, Instagram, um, Discord. I mean, you can go on Discord, and the great thing about Discord is, you know, originally Discord was made for gamers, for video gaming. I mean, that's kind of, that's its, at root how it was developed. But it changed into almost like just functioning for hobbies, too. Like anything. Like, if you like something, create a Discord on it. And now you have, now you built all of these communities for people to find other people in the community that share the same things that they love. And it's huge and it's, and it's awesome. And we don't have to be in our basements by ourselves running trains. Uh, now we can do it 
if if we live in remote places, that's fine. But you can even run trains with friends virtually too, right? You're in a Discord. Someone's got the video up of them running their train in in you know in their basement, and everyone's sharing that. And it's almost like they're there with you, kind of running the train with you. And it's it's awesome. It's it's all it's an awesome thing. And I'm you know I'm looking forward to where this is actually even going to shift again and where it's going to go to and how far we're going to get uh, into the social media standpoint of, of modern railroading. I, um, I tell people all the time when this is, Oh, I'm a, I'm on a discord. Like, oh, what do you play? It's like, I, I, I don't game. I <laughs> it's true. Games, you know? <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's it. The game is you try to make somebody on the other side of the country, spend money and buy. That's a exactly what yes. the game is. Vicarious purchase too. Yeah, I've definitely spent a lot more <laughs> being in Discord than oh, when I was not yeah. on Discord. Oh, yes. Because there's a lot of those friends that kind of send you those eBay links and there's auction links. Hey, you were looking for this? Here, check this out. Oh, man, why did you have to show me that? <laughs> hey, did all your bills just hit? Here's what you were looking for for eight years. <laughs> yeah, tell yeah, me about yeah, it. Yeah. Yep. True yeah, story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh God, yeah. <laughs> well, we naturally do that too on our on our own Discord. You know, yeah. we we have our our deals and, and sales. You know, which is there's always somebody looking for uh, something. You know, and we all have you know, especially as hosts too. You know, people tend to know what our our, our likes and such. Mm-hmm. Anytime there's like a GS or a daylight, I'm like, I I get eight pings at one time. Oh yeah, Johnny, 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 Johnny. Look at you see a Johnny, see the GS, Johnny. Look at the SP, Johnny. Did you hear? Did you hear that that MT is doing a GS? Yes, I heard. Did you hear they're doing? Yes, yes, I heard. But did you hear about this one? Yes, yes. Did, I you, did you hear they're doing SP uh, by levels? Uh, Beth, I had four. Yeah. I had a text message from <laughs> Lou. I had four pings from you guys. I had RJ pinging me. Like everyone, I had pings too. Everyone let I, me know. I, I had a, I had a ping saying buy buy these or else <laughs> buy these well, or no, else. My, <laughs> now my, we're threatening my, my, each my, other. My, <laughs> yeah. No, well, my ping was Matt. You buy this or you're a coward. That was yes. my ping. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that was. That was. <laughs> but you know, we we naturally keep an eye out for each other, and uh, you know, there's to the point where even some of our regulars, we know when we go to a hobby shop, what that person's going to ask. I want to I want to I want to poke fun at a uh, dashing dad. I know you're looking for uh, via rail and subways. We we. And it's the point where people will ping him first and be like, no, no via rail or subways at this hobby shop. But, you know, it's cool to, to have other people, you know, to share the hobby with and to help, you know, keep an eye out because trains are, are being sold everywhere, you know, and it's helpful to have a community to let you know when your holy grail is out there. Oh, yes. Yes. RJ and I are, are single-handedly, I think, um, creating the Washington and Old Dominion um, O-Gage community. I think it's it's literally two people. It's, it's me and him. <laughs> so... We all, we all just <laughs> foam on our own stuff. And it's, you know what else is, what's cool about that, Johnny? You brought up a great point. Um, it's fun to see other people get excited about their railroad because we all have our railroads we love. And, you know, it, it's impossible to like every single thing. But it's so great to get that vicarious – obviously, we joke about, oh, ha, vicarious purchase. Lol, I made you spend $8,000. Get wrecked. Um but, but, um, no, it's great just to be able to like find a really cool photo of something that someone's been looking for. Again, that goes into that, that detective work I love doing, finding stuff. It's so great to be like, um, being, uh, the, the, this is, oh my God, this could be such an obscure SpongeBob reference, but the, um, 
the park ranger holding out the um the magic conch shell and going cross-eyed he's like you mean like this <laughs> just the obscure thing you were looking for in your hand a club member <laughs> um being able to share that with uh with everybody and seeing people get excited about bro it's the um thing that you were looking for it's it's so much fun it's so much fun to be able to share that and you learn so much too from other people about you know that oh it's the great and like i'm just hearing jason now oh it's the great northern ef five six seven eight one two five b dash you know (laughs) (laughs) all the electrics they're all they're so cool well speaking of of actually looking for something uh that maybe someone else has like showcased um the one video that i i really enjoyed and i think you did this with um rbp uh is the one where you had your um your yellow belly hudson the cno hudson oh uh that's going back to that video again that was actually brendan's oh engine that, that was that right that was brendan's because, i'm sorry yes because so. no, no no you're fine because we each brought something because he obviously it was the two of us together so we we both brought a train uh chris didn't have his yellow belly yet okay and he wanted one so he wanted to see one on his layout so brendan brought his set um i love that engine i really do i do too um i'm you know everyone knows i'm not a huge you know i'm not really an east coast person there are specific steam engines that i really like and the two that i can tell you right now are definitely the triplex uh, and then this you know the cno uh yellow belly hudson is just awesome and i would love to have this in ho for sure and i and i know broadway limited did it uh so yes, if you ever see one let me know i will keep my eyes peeled for you sir yeah dude no seriously i'm so glad you said that and you got to go see the yellow belly i um, did and that even sparked last year yeah and that even sparked it more and and um you know i definitely would have bought one in o scale if i had um you know if i had found the one uh that i've been looking for uh but that's okay um you know i can get it in a, a little smaller version no problem yeah i remember um oh i'm sorry johnny go ahead no, no, I was gonna say mention of yellow belly, and I immediately think of of Isaac and and Sid going back and forth for literally like <laughs> half an hour, oh, yeah. or more yeah. about the different shades of yellow and oh, what yeah. manufacturer did what right, and how they <laughs> desperately wish there was one with roller bearing rods. And but no, we did we did get a chance to see it in at the the BNO museum, and I, I do I I I'm hoping in a future trip out there for a future York that we can go there with you. Cause we, we didn't really get a chance to properly tour it, but I remember seeing that engine for the first time with Matt, you know, Matt and I are big East coast guys. We're, we're very diehard West coast, you know, and he's a very West coast, Midwest uh, person when it comes to railroads. And, you know, we were like, all right, cool. There's these engines there. And then we get to the, that one uh, shed like engine shed and you see the, the street, was it the E the EA number fifty. Yeah. Oh God, they're yeah, gonna, the they're gonna persecute me yeah. if uh, I get the number right. Yeah. Fifty two, I think fifty one or fifty two. Yeah, yeah. Just seeing that, and then just seeing Matt, who's who's a little bit tired from just wandering around and driving everywhere all day. Seeing his eyes light up as he see those, and he sees takes a signature photo of him hugging oh, yeah. Mr. <laughs> Reminder of the day. That was that a was great awesome. photo. Yeah. Uh, oh my God. Yeah, man, that yellow belly, it just does things to people. I remember as a kid, I was always fascinated with that engine just because it was so weird looking. And, you know, it's the only surviving um, Streamline Hudson that we have in America. And um, 
it's just such a weird piece because it's it's not you know it's not it's a Hudson but it's not you know it's not associated with New York Central or the ones you usually think of yep. so it's it's that cool obscure weirdness again that I love. Well, I just but, love um, streamline yeah. engines, so it's just streamline steam engines. I just love them. I think they're just such a cool thing to you know take. It's it's almost I hate to say like what's uh steampunkish uh mod uh what's what's the kind of way to put that i think no actually technically it would be diesel punk because technically uh steampunk is like victorian I th- oh god that's not such a nerd um <laughs> diesel but they're almost, they're almost more diesel and atom punk because okay. that's like mid-century 20th century they can still gotcha. be steam gotcha. diesel punk yeah it's definitely uh that look I love how the, the yellow belly is used so often. It's like the yellow belly and the Allegheny, for some reason, are used for steampunk trains as a basis. Have you noticed that? It's oh, yeah. That. I mean, we just. And the Dreyfus. And the yeah, Dreyfus, absolutely. too. I mean, yep. Yeah, the Dreyfus, big time. One of the recent uh, Van Halen albums had the Dreyfus on the cover of it. Um, and it's been in so many things. I think just the other day, what wasn't Carmine joking about the um, the new Hunger Games movie having a budget yellow belly? Oh, I think it was the Crusader. Was Crusader like a oh, the Crusader. Budget Crusader. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that when I was at the theater, and I was like, "What the heck?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even um, Johnny. I, I don't know if Matt. I don't know if you've watched this yet, um, but Johnny, I know you saw the um, the new short film that just came out, "The Brave Locomotive." I immediately yes. for I literally not. about three seconds. Oh, you need to go see it. I it's will amazing. absolutely. If you okay. haven't watched that yet, listeners, go watch that film, "The Brave Locomotive." Go watch that. Um, there's a yellow belly at the end of it for like literally three seconds. And I was that meme of um, Leonardo DiCaprio on the couch pointing yellow belly. I see it. (laughs) (laughs) I know what that is. And that's a free short film on YouTube as well. Yes, it is. Go support that guy. So well done. Oh man. But yeah, no, um, I'm glad, I'm glad that we all love that engine so much it's so, i can just hear sid and and isaac just go oh dude oh what oh bro oh, just <laughs> we, have, oh, no, oh. we could have an entire episode just data dedicated to uh, uh to number you know 490 so <laughs> that'd be a, hey that'd be great i'm an down on stream, an episode on streamliners i know matt r is not gonna say oh that. gosh that would Ooh, that would be a good episode topic you just right like just made my day johnny <laughs> that would be so awesome just have an episode talking about streamline uh that's a mentions. great idea yeah. put it in the put notes. in the books it. it's in the books folks in the books. 2024 <laughs> oh god that's scary to hear i know isn't it <laughs> oh my god where did 2023 go it's christmas i feel like I'm, i've become jerry seinfeld whenever i get exasperated it's christmas where'd i go <laughs> hey jerry it's christmas <laughs> <laughs> oh it's good jerry it's real good for the holiday season jerry. you gotta get in the spirit jerry <laughs> talking about real trains for a second here uh one of the things that I, I enjoy that you and i that you've been slowly dragging me into the rabbit hole of is you know you're you're kind of an omnivore for trains as well but your interests don't stop at the just trains local to your area it's not even local to your state you go you have an interest in in trains internationally like you've been trying to get me into japanese railroading but you also have an interest in like british railroading as well you know what what about what about that piques your interest or and if anything which which country um do, do you really like learning about uh, in terms of their railroading 
Oh man, you guys are asking some freaking. You guys came up with great questions for this. Um, that's a, oh man, that's a great question. Um, well, the reason I like, I just like trains. I just like them for the reason I don't get hung up on like one specific engine or railroad is because I just like them. Um, they are an interesting social structure. They are what you know took us from being these rural agricultural societies into this modern industrial society. They were essentially the Promethean fire of the modern age. You know, we always say fire was what brought us out of, you know, out of, you know, brought us into civilization. Then we had running water and then we had medicine and then so on and so forth. And then trains were like that final leap and hurdle that brought us out of agriculture into industrialization. And the fact Look at any country on earth, any country that had railroads in any capacity. Look at how intertwined their culture is with trains. It doesn't matter what language you speak. It doesn't matter where you go. They adore trains. There are rail fans in every country you can think of. Um, for example, I, and I just love the different ways that based on their culture, trains are like... Um, a fingerprint of a, it's like a cross section of a country's culture and what it represents. Look at all the different types of um, railroading there are around the world. Look at India. India treated their locomotives as if they were members of their family. An engine crew was assigned one locomotive for life and they would decorate it, put religious iconography on it, and they would spend all their time working on it. And it lasted into the 1990s. That's a great cross-section of what the Indian culture values is, you know, traditional family, religion, all that kind of stuff, and art. Look at Japan. Fastidiously precise railway network that utilized technology to its maximum form, using steam into the 70s alongside bullet trains, which were essentially railed aircraft that had not been seen anywhere in the world up to that point that literally changed rail transport all across the world. Steam was running beside bullet trains in the 70s in Japan, and their steam engines were some of the most compact, economical, utilitarian, yet beautiful machines ever made. Look at a place like Britain, the foundation of industrialism and everything that that stood for. Look at how their railways are built. Look at the precision and the the amount of work that went into, you know, flattening the grades out. They wouldn't go over a hill. They would blow the hill up to get through it. Tunnels, the infrastructure of stone viaducts and everything that went into that. There are gorgeous steam engines that are like pieces of art. All the utilitarian things put inside, colors, and just this, this whole culture that came up around their railway. Look at the French, the way that they... They were built the greatest steam locomotives on earth, and I will die on that hill. My buddy Alex is going to be proud of me, um, Alex K, um, for saying that. But steam in France, those were the greatest steam locomotives ever built. Because of how they took steam technology, they wanted to push it to its ultimate form. Chaplin, the stuff, the work that he did to get steam to its ultimate expression in not just form, because French engines have a funny mix of utilitarian looking but beauty at the same time they just the amount of work that they did about that um you know surviving through the war the resistance effort go watch the train from 1964 if you need any 
like thing to know about the French railway system and what that was all about. Any of that kind of stuff, like anywhere on earth, look at South America, look at all the American locomotives that were sent down there. Each country, you look at each one, they're painted differently. Um, Just everywhere in the world. It's like a fingerprint of culture and the things that matter to those people because trains aren't just trains. If a train is just sitting by itself, it's a cold hunk of metal. It can't do anything on its own. It's all about people, moving people, moving freight, moving culture, moving ideas, moving money, thoughts, everything. That's what's fascinating about it on a worldwide scale. That's why I love it so much and studying everything that has to do with that and seeing also the different influences. Um, you know, like if you look at Vietnamese locomotives, they look French because that's where the French were. That was a colony of the, of France initially look at, um, you know, a lot of the steam locomotives, um, in, um, where else, uh, look at some of the steam engines in like, uh, Thailand, they're Japanese because that was what was sold there. Um, locomotives, you know, in India are mainly British looking, All the locomotives in South America are very Americanized. So just seeing that cool, or look at the Middle East, most of the locomotives are German. It's just that really interesting blending of cultures. You can see how you can trace the roots back of how everything went. It's just a fascinating sociological study. They are the ultimate kind of expression of sociology compacted into a machine. It's fantastic. That's such that's such a beautiful way of putting it. Just it's it's such a dive into the backbone of a country and how how they all different how they all approach it and what it says about them. I love that, and th- that's why I love talking to you about that kind of stuff because you learn so much. I know, like I said, you you've been getting me into to Japanese railroading. You know, I, I've had a very casual interest in it from you know very surface level, but you know, I remember when you told me for the first time, like steam and and bullet trains ran side by side in the seventies. When like most other countries have long abandoned steam by then. Heck, our, our, our railroads were barely functioning at that time. Exactly. You know, it's, it's insane. It, it's amazing, you know. And the, the influences, too, like you say. I think didn't – I know Japan has some – some there's certain, like, British influences. There's some British import models there. I think even the thing I love about the Japanese locomotives is that the even whistles-wise. Whistle-wise are so evocative of American whistles, too. They're so throaty, you know, and, and powerful. And I oh. love that. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's an interesting mix to see because you look at, at Japan like the way for, for a great, you know, just uh, to focus on that. Um, it's a great, uh, you know, blending of seeing they start out British looking, they slowly get more American. It's a really, really cool way of seeing how that country progressed in its um, in its uh, just the way that things developed. I love that kind of stuff. I love I love that detective work of history. For sure, a hundred percent. But um, before before we get too far into this, I do I would love to to touch on this as a, a future topic and uh, later on in maybe an upcoming year. But um, but yeah, that that's very insightful. Is there anybody? Do any of the other other Matts want to chime in or or John? Do you have any other any other remarks you want to make before we uh wrap this episode up? It's been a great show so far. I I, I loved it. Great discussion. Oh, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. No, I mean, I think that's a great thing to, to, to kind of go out on. That's kind of my whole, that's kind of my whole modus operandi of doing this. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, if you guys have any other like quick questions for me, I'm good. But uh, no, I think we covered a good bunch of topics there. You guys had some great questions. Holy cow. 
Enjoying this week's topic? You can join in on the conversation too on our community Discord server. We have a lot of different discussion channels, ranging from showing off your collection, discussing the latest and greatest in the industry, a buy and sell forum, and even a voice channel you can hop on call and talk trains with us late into the night. We're a little over 300 strong and we'll love to have you join us too. Check out the invite link to our community discord down in the show notes, read and acknowledge the rules, and introduce yourself and start chatting. We have a great team of moderators who make sure all are welcomed and respected. So what are you waiting for? Come on down and join us in on the fun and let's talk some trains. Yeah, I uh, I definitely had a lot of fun on this, and uh, it, it's cool to to get some of the insight as you as a person. You know, I mean, whether it's music or or trains or whatever it ends up being, you know, it, it's cool to hear the person's story. So, a great episode. I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. Oh, oh actually, I do. I do have one last question. Go for Otherwise, it. Otherwise, I I have made a liar of myself. <laughs> what you got? <laughs> What are your thoughts on black? I already knew what the question was going to be. Oh God, we have to. You know, that's that's our our that's our punctuation mark for the show. Um, that's it. I'm happy that Matt Z enjoys it. He can keep it <laughs> with him, far away from me, and he's. <laughs> I, I'm going to judge him for enjoying it. He's welcome to it, but he owes me. If he's going to enjoy it, he owes me the judgment. <laughs> Like I, he owes me getting to judge him. Okay, I, I, I mean, I mean, I mean it, it's a no, but it, it it's not as rude as some of the other people that have that have uh, said uh, giving me shots to no end. Uh, Johnny, no, I'm just kidding. I think it should be a punishable offense. <laughs> yeah. it, it's like the um the Jer- the uh, what is it the um the the Richard Hammond and. Uh, James May talking to Clarkson is like your logic, Jeremy, is, is different, and different from other people's. And James, that's a very polite way of saying wrong. Um, <laughs> Just have a red Twizzler, dude. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> Twizzlers look like they were almost a toy, don't they? <laughs> yeah, it was funny. I was just having a conversation about this today with uh, one of my friends, and we were talking. I'm like, you know, I like any kind of liquor. I don't care what it is, black, red, rainbow. I don't, I don't. Oh, it's all so good. I don't know. You know. Technically, technically, in Matt Z's defense, black licorice is actually the only one that's fundamentally true licorice, like from the root. Um, everything is else true. is just made chemically. Um, so black licorice is the only true form of licorice. My point still stands. Just. I mean, I was eating. Of- I was eating yeah. red licorice. You know, <laughs> on little breaks here that I was taking during the, during this episode. So. Red licorice. Oh, yeah. The right exactly. kind. Otherwise, you're just eating some texture. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to know that oh, we have geez. one on our side. So, sorry, Matt Z, you're, you're standing yeah, by yourself. But, 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 man, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. I have another Springsteen fan. Oh, that's house. true. So, uh, yeah. You know, so, hey, you know, it cancels each other out, right? No, wait a minute. <laughs> we can enjoy our unintelligible. American icon. Hold on, piece. John. What is your yes, yes. what is your thoughts on anchovies? No, 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 Matt, Matt, no, Matt. You, you got you got to say it right. What uh, um, smelly smell? Anchovies. <laughs> the kind right? of smelly smell. The smelly smell that smells <laughs> smelly <laughs> anchovies. Is this any way to behave, me? 
<laughs> well, I opened up a can of, work, can can of anchovies. anchovies yeah, don't mention question. anything SpongeBob around me. You'll get a five-minute yes. script reading. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, um, they're wrong, and you should feel bad for liking them, Matsy. <laughs> the turntables. The turntables. And don't do the whole the whole uh, 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 argument of if, if animals didn't want to get eaten, then why are they made out of food thing? Because that doesn't fly. They're in the f- water for a reason. <laughs> so, uh, you wrong. So nasty. Why are you so nasty? <laughs> well, on that note, Matt R. Take yeah. us home. So, uh, again, uh, John, we've said this obviously in the last podcast, but welcome aboard. We're happy to have you especially on some of the unique insight uh, that you have um, when it comes to uh, both model railroading and rail fanning that we didn't, you know, have on, on this podcast. So uh, welcome aboard for all of the unique and interesting uh, things that you bring. Super happy to have you on, man. Thank you so much, guys. I love y'all so much. (laughs) Not to get too sappy, but no, it's, it's so I'm, I'm just thrilled to bits. Yeah. Always a, always a fun time. Now, now, let, let me, I don't know how well I'm going to do with this, but I'm going to try. Okay. Let's see. Welcome aboard the Mi- Miniature Models Podcast. The best podcast. Uh, oh, man. You know, I'm trying to do the George Washington thing. <laughs> oh, you're trying to do the, welcome aboard, what, the, um, with the, the, what, the station sounds thing? Yeah. W- w- when you first depart the George Washington. The finest air conditioned train, right? <laughs> we got to do the southern accent. Welcome aboard the George Washington, the finest air conditioned train in the blah, 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 blah. <laughs> the dining I car. Have, I don't have that. I just, ha- I just have the A. I'm walking here. E. Ahmed Z. Pasta bazoo. <laughs> and put licorice and fish on everything because I don't like anybody else to enjoy things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no seriously it's great to have you on man i'm, I'm excited to uh, do more episodes with you always a good time oh, i can't wait to see where we go it's gonna be fun for sure all for right sure. well uh john where can people find you on social media you can find me on instagram at retro 96 or on youtube at retro Mikado. i'm usually on instagram but i'm actually posting videos now too pretty regularly I got two big ones coming up, so make sure you stay tuned for those at the end of the year here. And uh, Johnny, where can people find you? You can find me on YouTube at Automus. That's A-U-D-A-M-U-S. And I've actually got another video in the works. Like I said, I got my Vision Line Big Boy in, but unfortunately, my layout's a little too small, according to Lionel, for the Vision Line Big Boy. So I want to be pushing the engine to its limits and seeing how well it can handle my 060 curbs and my back-to-back 060 switches. So, if you want to see me torture Vision Line Big Boy or see all the nail-biting moments that come along with that, check out my YouTube channel and hit subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Autumnus underscore trains, where you'll see me posting pictures and videos a lot more regularly than I do on my YouTube. You can also find me on Facebook by the same name. Last but not least, you can find me on the Miniature Models Podcast Community Discord, where I will be reading and responding to all your posts and making a fool of myself in the voice chat. It's a lot of fun, so come on down. You should push it through an O36 curve and trigger people. Uh. <laughs> I think someone did that many, many years ago, but I won't, okay. I won't name names. With, with your hands. <laughs> Do it with your hands with the driver's lock, just for added cringe effect. 
It's a free roller, I swear. <laughs> Anything's a free roll if you push hard That's enough. That's true. Exactly. Uh, Matt Z, where, where can people find you? You can find me on YouTube under Matt-TrainLover9943. Uh, Facebook under the same name. Instagram is Matt's.Hobbies. And just like uh, Johnny said, always on the uh, Miniature Models Discord server. So, uh, yeah, that's awesome. And you can find me on YouTube at WC Model Railroad, Facebook at WC Model Railroad, and Instagram, guess what? WC Model Railroad. So, again, big thanks to uh, the most important people of all, and that's the listeners of the Miniature Models Podcast. We do this because model railroading inspires us, and you inspire us to keep making episodes. So, thanks for listening, folks. Thanks for giving us your ears. Uh, if you can, uh, and if you're able to, depending on the podcast app, we would appreciate some feedback. Um, leave a comment. Uh, let us know how, how uh, you're enjoying the podcast. And uh, if you're not already, join the Discord and um, come on in and share some laughs with us. With that said, thanks for joining us, everybody, and have a wonderful night. See you next time. Good night, guys. Good night, guys.